What's up, gangsters? Ha-ha. <laughs> I'm a gangster. Ha-ha. You guys remember when uh, that was a thing in rap? I forget who it was. Little Donkey? Lil, Lil Donkey? Everyone was Lil for a while. There was nobody big. Remember when rap was all about uh, Lil people? That was nice and progressive to uh, bring Lil people into rap. Lil Wayne, Lil Baby. They're getting even littler and littler. It was Lil Wayne and now there's a Lil Baby we're uh, rapping around, you know? Good for rap to accommodate the Lil guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then do you remember in the time of rap when uh, rappers laugh all the time, even though they're so super serious, they laugh at weird times and at weird things. You ever notice that about rap? Coming in hot with a bit. Look at that. I'm, there's no meandering. I'm just, I'm, I'm giving it to you straight. So do you remember in a time in rap, rappers laugh at weird things just out of nowhere when a rapper would go, ha ha. And they would kind of fade, drift away from the microphone. Like, like they were having the last laugh on someone who just fell into some mayonnaise, into a puddle of mayonnaise onto their bottom. And they had mayonnaise all over their pants. And the guy was like, ha ha. But then his friend kind of grabbed him by the back of his collar and yanked him away. Because he was like, we gotta get out of here, man. The place is flooded with mayonnaise. You know, so it was like kind of a. It was a funny situation, but then also a scary one, sort of. Do you remember when that was a common thing in rap? Um, anyways, um, I just thought of the laugh. Sometimes my friends and I will do that. <laughs> it was really funny in university, but we haven't done it in a long time where somebody goes, ha ha. And that's, uh, that's what rappers did. And you know, rap is cool. So anything a rapper does, you're allowed to do because it's funny. You know that also rappers, to show you that they think you're sexy, they clasp their hands together and then rub them together and lick their lips? You know what I'm talking about? Where they smother their hands like they're forming a Play-Doh ball? And then, and then they lick their lips scrumptiously? And then they stare at you like you're a, a hot pie cooling on the windowsill that isn't quite ready yet? That is a classic rapper look. The whole clasping, wringing your hands and licking your lips gratuitously like you're about to enjoy a nice piping hot cherry pie, you know? <laughs> that was such a rap thing. Coming in hot with bits. Wow. This is, hey, you need to know that I don't have a plan going in. Plan? Why did I say plan like that? I don't have a plan. I don't have a plan going into these podcasts, and I just kind of, I spit it off the top of my head. It's like the beginning of uh, Ratatat's 17 Years, which is my all-time favorite song forever and always. So check it out, because off the top, at the beginning, some rapper, I don't know who it is, goes, um, so I've been rapping for about 17 years, okay? I don't write my shit anymore. I just kick it from my head, you know what I'm saying? I can do that. No disrespect. But that's how I am. And then the music comes in and it's so cool. But uh, there's a rapper guy who says that. I don't know who it is. And I, in in the 18, how long have I known this song? It was shown to me when? When was it shown to me? I'd better not miss the 17 year anniversary of when my friend 
Revis showed me 17 years and opened my eyes to my favorite song for the rest of my life. He showed it to me in gym class before we went outside for our um, warm-up jog. He was like, hey, check out this song that I really like. And then he gave it to me on like one of those old MP3 players. It wasn't, it wasn't Apple. It was something else with like the little tiny uh, screen, the digital looking screen that's like green. You know what I mean? The screen that's green. You know what I mean? It was obscene, man. It was such a scene. It was crazy. It was lean. <laughs> Look at me rapping. This is rap guess. Well, and that's a rap guess. Oh, I'm so, I'm spitting up fire right now. That's this five minutes of jet fuel spitting hot fire at you guys. I don't know if you can take it. Um, I should have put a disclaimer. Feel free. If Podgus is too piping hot, jet hot, red, piping hot, cherry pie on a windowsill fuel at your ass, then take a second and pause and collect yourself. Maybe get a washcloth and dab your forehead because the heat I don't know who can take it. Sometimes I can't even take it. Look, I'm going to take a break right now. There we go. I took a break. You didn't know, but I paused the video and I sat and did deep breathing for two hours. This is two hours later, you guys. That's how red hot I came out of the gate and I needed a two hour break and I'm back. And hi, everyone. I'm back and I'll be careful not to fly so close to the sun not even that. I'll be careful not to take rays directly from the sun. I'm so close to the sun that I'm just collecting rays in my ray basket and then coming back to Earth and bringing you rays, piping hot, cherry pie, windowsill, jet fuel, rays of the sun at your ass. Um, and you can guarantee that I'm clasping my hands and licking my lips because that cherry pie ass is sitting on the windowsill. <laughs> And I just want to, I just want to slap that cherry pie ass and then go, ha ha, and then fade off into the distance like a phantom, like a phantom. Um, uh, wow. What a riff. How did we get here? Where did we go? Where do we go now? That wasn't, I have some, I have some things that I want to talk about that I made notes of. But who knows if I'll ever get around to them because, wow, that was a lot right there about rapping and rappers. I think rappers are so funny, you know, there's no other genre of music where people try so hard to be taken seriously. And yet they go, ha ha. But then they laugh after they they were just like, you know, murder four children. And I didn't care because I had to murder them to get to you, motherfucker. Ha ha. And you're like. That's not funny. <laughs> if this is real, it's not funny, okay? Um, Lil Baby, you, you're a, well, I guess it's baby on baby crime. So that's fine, I guess. It's equal. A baby for a baby. Um, mm-hmm. What else we got? Oh, this is worth commenting on. I just felt, um compelled this happened sorry guys it's been weeks and i know i don't have a regular schedule i know you've i'm sure if you've been a long time listener you've come to expect the sporadic nature of these episode releases and for that i 
can't apologize enough. In fact, I do pretty much every episode and it will continue until I find a groove. It's just shit comes up and maybe it's just a matter of making this more of a priority and you're a priority to me and I love you and thanks for listening and I should make this more of a priority. So that's the conclusion that I came to. I bought a jewelry box. It's like a multi-tiered. It's got different sections for like, it's it's sectioned off for like earring section area and bracelet section and, and necklace section. And it's what a good purchase it was. Very proud of it. I love it when you make a good purchase. Don't you guys love that? I hate it when I don't make a good purchase. I don't like it when I make a bad purchase. But I like it when I make a good purchase. Are you guys like me? Am I neurodivergent? <laughs> oh, God. The algorithm won't stop giving me those types of posts. I think it's because they annoy me. Where somebody's like, oh, my God, so neurodivergent of me. I like scented candles. I'm so neurodivergent. And you're like, no, that's fine. That's a pretty standard thing. You guys, I love it when I make a good purchase and I hate it when I make a bad purchase. I'm so neurodivergent like that. And you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Whatever you believe, it it really doesn't affect me at all, but except to annoy me. So maybe it does a little bit. But like, you know, what is it worth? I guess, I don't know. Finding comfort in thinking that I guess it justifies your struggles. You can be like, oh, it's, I, I resent that I feel different emotions based on when I purchase something. I'm going to get off this topic. <laughs> it's silly. And who cares? Live your life. If you want to run around calling yourself neurodivergent, fucking go for it. We're all a little different. And see, isn't that the point? If you hear me say, we're all a little neurodivergent, then you're like, no, you're not, but I am. But isn't that kind of the point? Isn't that what we're sort of doing? We're diluting the definition by all of us being like, I I like putting on socks sometimes. I like the warmth on my feet when I wear socks. And you're like, I'm so neurodivergent. And this is my clan, the wearing socks clan. And, you know, and you're like... Okay. <laughs> the straws people grasp at to feel special, I think, uh, are silly to me sometimes. But what do I know? I'm not a psychological professional. But listen, the okay, with the ADHD, I'm not going to I'm not going to judge you if you have it, but also at the same time, back in my day, when I grew up, you fucking knew who had HD, ADHD. You fucking knew without a doubt. It was always the kid picking his nose and wiping it on stuff. It was the kid who couldn't stay seated. It was the kid that gave the teacher the most grief. It was the kid that made the teacher sweat and surely cry. Like if you forgot something in the class in the classroom and you left for recess and you came back in and you and you're like, "Hey, sorry, I forgot my." And then you saw that the teacher just had their head buried in their hands on their desk doing deep breathing. Then you were like, Oh, Jeremy did that to you, huh? <laughs> but you know what I mean? There was like, you knew who had HD, ADHD when you grew up. <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah, but I think everybody has it now. Sure, maybe it's diagnosably accurate, but 
if anything, it's because of these little tiny black screens that we carry around and look at. And, you know, here I am looking at my screen and I'm getting distracted right now. Does it mean I have ADHD? No, it means I'm a product. I'm just a result. My attention span is uh, has been conditioned to be like this based on uh, the little spikes in serotonin that it gives. So unhealthy. Don't do it. You know what else is unhealthy? Drinking, we found out this week. Drinking is so unhealthy for you. Who thought? <laughs> Who would have thought that imbibing a liquid that doesn't taste good? I don't care what you say. People who sip whiskey and are like, mm, that's delicious. You're like, you're drinking a garbureted motor. You're drinking a decomposed car motor. You know, I have a friend named Noah who uh, loves the grossest drinks and they make fun of me for liking the girliest sugariest drinks but it makes sense look who has a better claim who has a better argument and you know what it's so unfair that no one isn't here to defend themselves and i'm the one and i have to <laughs> and only i get to speak which is also funny because I know no one listens. No, no one listens. I almost said no one listens to this. I know Noah listens. Listens. So Noah, hi. Your taste in drinks is gross and dumb and weird. And here's why: because it's gross and it's disgusting. <laughs> and you go into a restaurant and you say, "Hey, um, can I get a, a your? Can I get fucking diesel on the rocks?" And then they go to the local petrol and they get diesel 94 and they pour it into a glass and then um and then you, and then Noah takes a sip and then they're like oh ew it had, it has ice the ice hurts my teeth <laughs> you know i always thought that was funny but um but here's why i'm right is because my drinks like Shirley Temple for example is the most delicious drink ever because of grenadine, because of sugar, you guys. And undeniably, factually, pragmatically, empirically, all of these fancy words that I just used that you cannot refute. See, there's another fancy word. I am unstoppable in this argument because of my words. And so sugar is the winner every time. So there you go. There you have it. I win. When people say something is bittersweet, this is why bitter fucking sucks. If you like dark chocolate, or uh, uh, grapefruits, get a fuck, get a fucking up uh, out of here, okay? That's what I say to you. Get in the fuck uh, butt out of here. I uh, I get so Italian and angry that I am at a loss for words. So if you like grapefruit and dark chocolate, get the fuck up out of get the fuck out of out of here, okay? Get up out of get in up fuck out of here. Is that what I say? Because look, by definition, when people say something's bittersweet, guess what? Guess what they're saying? <clears throat> this thing that I just experienced is sweet as in good. Here's the good part, but bitter because here's the bad part. So bitter equals bad by definition. When somebody's like, what a bittersweet goodbye. You're like, the sweet part was this is your your friend. This is someone uh, you you... Uh, love and the bitter part is that you don't get to see them anymore get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of idea here but now bandana out of here that's what i say okay 
You know what's not bittersweet? You know what's all sweet and no bitter? The other day, I was waiting for a bus because um, I am not rich enough for a car, nor do I really want one, really. You know, too much pain in the arse. <clears throat> Plus, I need to buy a king-size bed. That's next on the list. Um, and a Yoshi-stuffed plush animal. That's what I want, too. I want a Yoshi to cuddle at night. I've been cuddling this teddy bear, and um, I feel very pathetic for not only doing it, but just now admitting it to you guys. But lately, it's just been, I don't know, it's just been nice to cuddle or something. It's too small, though. I need something bigger. Um... Sorry, it heard me and it's looking at me. Sorry, I didn't even give it a name. Sorry, graduation bear. Sorry, undergrad. He's wearing a little scarf. Sorry, scarfy McGraduation bear. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, I was waiting for the bus and I was waiting outside of a pizza shop. I won't name the brand because I'm not going to give him some advertising. Nope. Uh-uh. You got to pay for that. And I was standing under a vent on the side of this pizza joint and it was pumping hot pizza air at me. And you know what? I don't care if I walked around smelling like pizza on my jacket for the rest of the day. It was a really cold day and the piping hot pizza air not only warmed my bones from the inside out, it was, I don't know, there's something special about pizza air. But it also smelled so delicious. The delicious waft of fresh pizza was, I was swimming in it. I was showering in pizza air. And I noticed some of you, you're like, I can't, I, what if you went on a date, Alagas? Well, first of all, how generous of you to think that I'd be going on dates that anybody would want me. No, um, but secondly, I don't care. People say garlic. I don't want my breath to smell like garlic. It's like, no, I, garlic is delicious, dude. I love smelling like garlic. <laughs> Plus no vampires are going to get me. But also, I don't care if I walk around smelling like piping hot pizza air. Besides, if somebody can tolerate me, if you can tolerate me at my pizza air, you can tolerate me at my perfume air. See? Do you guys remember that when that was a saying? If you can't handle me at my worst, you can't handle me at my best. You don't get me at my best or something. If you can't handle me at my piping hot fresh pizza air, then you can't handle me at my Dior, at my um, Fibonacci. What are the, I don't know, what's the perfume brand? Not Fibonacci, Alfell, <laughs> what the fuck? What's the Bertolamucci? What is the big Dolce & Gabbana? They do perfume, right? Dolce & I don't even know how to spell Gabbana. Nope, not like that. I wrote Dolce & Gabbana. Yeah, they do sell perfume. See? Or cologne? Or both. It's probably both. Um, yeah. What did I say? Fibonacci? Wow. What a guess. That's funny, but inaccurate. So yeah, uh, piping hot, fresh pizza air. I don't care if I smell like that for the rest of the day because fuck you, it smells good. And I'll smell like a pizza. I don't care. Plus it'll attract bears. No, and, and by that I mean 
the us human kind of sexual. You get it? You get me? You get what I'm saying? Um, what else? So that's a fun adventure from my life. Warm pizza air. I just needed somebody to know about that, and I'll defend it to the death. <clears throat> this is another cool thing. So I was sorting through. Let's be positive. If your blood type is anything but be positive, get the fuck up on that here. Okay, you. Hey, you get the fuck up and uh, ben, out, out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Um, but if you have a B positive blood, stick around <laughs> for this next part. This is such a stupid bit. Um, so I was looking through old footage of me and I was cringing, right? So there's this old stand-up. It's all on my YouTube page. If you look up Al Val Comedy, which I don't upload to YouTube often at all because I'm kind of holding out for my big album taping. And um, there's so there's old videos of me. You can kind of see my pro progression from like bro dude to like, frankly, and, and this is going to sound very harsh and in, internally transphobic. I'm, I'm, just, I'm about to do some transphobia on myself, but... Um, you know, when I first came out and I was performing, I really looked and sounded and behaved like a dude in a dress and and a wig. And, you know, it is what it is. And it's OK because I feel that against myself and not against anybody else. We hold ourselves and I hold myself to a particular standard different from everyone else. So don't worry. I don't think that about anyone else but me. Uh, I'm so neurodivergent like that. Um, but I was looking at old video uh, at this old video and it all at once, it's a good reminder as cringeworthy as it is. And, and, and trust me, I was cringing and also at the jokes because they weren't polished and like, they're not what they are today. I've definitely honed them and the bit that I was doing, uh, it's just, but you kind you just, I practiced looking at myself with kinder eyes, you know, and it was just really touching. Not to throw past me under the bus, but like to see how far I've come and you know how much I resent my voice and how much I hate it. But like it's actually somehow changed. Somehow changed. You wouldn't believe my voice somehow changed. Um, But it's it was like. I don't know, everything about me back then, precious little angel me learning how to crawl. And it's cringy and ooh, hard to watch for me. And I'm sure it's kind of hard to watch for anybody else. But like, wow, it helps to go back to, to go forward, if you know what I mean. It helps to look back on where you've been to recognize how far you've come. And boy, oh boy, that was painfully nice. It was bittersweet. There you go. And so I could have used less bitter. <laughs> I wish it was sweeter without the bitter. But that's the kind of thing that'll come with practice. The bitterness is really just uh, practicing kindness upon yourself. So that's what I'm doing. And it was just really neat going back and looking at old footage of me, a precious little angel, just so 
klutzy and gross. <laughs> so gross. But really just time. Time is such a powerful fucking thing. And hormones, of course. But time, you know? In combination with time. Hormones would be nothing without time. You gotta give yourself time. Because with time comes experience. And I am so much older and wiser and more confident than the person I saw in that video. And I'm so much more precious and adorable and cute and and just an optimistic so oh it's just it warms my heart if i could go back in time and give myself a, a big hug back then i would and then i would cry probably on my own shoulder <laughs> we'd have identically wet shoulders that poor baby she needed so much help but she did it, and she's here today talking to you guys. And isn't that just wonderful? So take it from me. If you're on a journey of your own, be patient and be kind to yourself. It's, it's never too late to be kind to yourself, but the sooner you learn it, the, the easier the road will be. And you won't wind up like me looking back five years to feel reaching that far back to give myself a much needed much deserved pat on the back you know just be kind be kind to yourself and to others of course but start with yourself and then the rest will follow Mwah. oh cute message guess i'm being i'm just what a good positive thing i just did <laughs> i'm the best no 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 okay sorry i'm just putting some balm on my lip Last night I went to a sex club. The <laughs> hard pivot. Here we go. I went to Oasis Aqua Lounge on close to Young and College. And it was fun. The pool is fucking incredible. They keep it so hot. They keep it like hot tub hot and it's outside and you and these they have tall walls all around. But you can look up and you can kind of see, you can see so much of the night sky above you. There are only like two condos uh, above you. But the wall is high enough that you don't feel like, I mean, if somebody had binoculars, sure they could spy on people kind of fucking in the pool and running around naked. But um, it's just really cool. It's a really cool venue and it makes and it's a great venue to make you feel safe no matter who you are, no matter what your uh, gender identity or sexual preference. It's like very extremely welcoming and warm and progressive. And um, yeah, it it was so nice. I had a wholesome time in case you were wondering. I didn't get my fuck on. So, 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 so fuck town. I went into fuck town with my Batman boots. And um, I just kind of hung out with the people I came with and, and talked to a lot of people. And I watched a sex show. They had a sex show. And, like, it was kind of, uh, it made me a bit blue by the end of the night. I got to be honest. Because um, even though it looks like I've, I've very, I'm, I'm very liberated. And, of course, I have very much come a long way. Let's remember how far I've come. Um, I'm still repressed, I feel, in some ways. And whether or not that's actually healthy and I'm being too hard on myself remains to be seen, but I've, I've 
personally feel like I could improve more on just relaxing, relaxing in sexual situations. It made me kind of blue that <clears throat> sex doesn't help me relax. I don't relax. I can't relax. I haven't been able to relax in a very long time. I haven't been around somebody who's helped me feel like I can relax and that I can trust them. Trust seems like it's a scarcity in my sexual universe. And that's really sad. I deserve better. I deserve to be treated better. And I deserve uh, I deserve a better robust sex life because it's just fucking shitty. Anyways, so that was TMI. Wow, we're, we're doing it all today. Um, but anyways, I recommend if you live in Toronto, go to Oasis Lounge and have a good time. People are very nice and you wear wristbands that tell people from afar what you were looking for and what you want. You can have a wristband that says, leave me alone, don't talk to me. You can have a wristband that says, couples are welcome. I want to get it on with a couple. You could have a wristband that says, I'm friendly, I just want to chat. You could have a wristband that says, anything goes, everything goes. You could have a wristband that says, I'm into women. You could have a wristband that says, I'm into men. You could have a wristband that says, I'm hungry even. <laughs> I don't know if I didn't see that wristband, but that would be cool if I could, if you could wear that wristband and somebody gave you a pizza <clears throat> and they're like, you smell like you've already had a pizza. And you're like, no, I was just hanging out at the bus stop under a hot pizza vent. So fooled you. Now we got to go bone because you're attracted to my pizza-esque pheromones. <laughs> if my pheromones could smell like a pepperoni slice, then heck yeah, I would... I would select that in a heartbeat. If you could be confronted with like an evolutionary customize your character <clears throat> and pheromones was a selection and they had like, <laughs> if they, and you know, like in video games, all the different pheromones would have different advantages and stuff, you know, like speed and strength and stuff. And then there's always like joke upgrades, like Pizza, and then pizza scent would be the joke upgrade, but I would still use it. That would be me, and it would still work. Um. So yeah, smell like I think we should all smell like pizza. I might make an oven pizza and then just kind of sit by the open oven after it's done for an hour and just sit there, leave the pizza in the oven on warm, and just hang out. That's what I'm gonna do. But it won't smell the same. It'll smell like oven. Well, there goes that idea. Fuck. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, I don't know. I joke a lot about funny sex, you know? And maybe that's part of the problem is I think too often about funny sex. But it's not like I bring the funny sex into the experience. I'm serious. When it gets down to it, I'm just, you know, every time I set boundaries, people go running. I think what they want is just to take advantage of my naivete, you know, because that's what it always ends up being is, you know, somebody just taking complete advantage of my utter thorough submissiveness. You know what I'm saying? I should shave my knees. Looking at my knees, there's the hairy. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they catch a glimpse of my knees and they're like, no, no thanks with your knees. Get on up fucking out of here with your knees. Hairy knees. 
Um, oh, I got headshots done earlier this week. And let me tell you, I thought I looked pretty cute. I was having a bad hair day. I tried curling my hair the night before, but I tried doing it in like loose, lazy curls. And then I was like, I should have curled them tighter because part of the plan was to like sleep on them and then have them kind of settle into a more natural look. Because when you submit audition uh, headshots, you want to look kind of like you usually do, except, you know, nicer, of course. You want to look like your best self, but you don't want to look like an overdone version, right? And so I wanted to do my hair in like a cool, regular, cute, but doable, recreatable uh, look. <clears throat> and I tried an, an, a look for the first time. <laughs> That's That was my stupid idiot in retrospect. Stupid idiot thought process was like, I'm going to recreate, I'm going to try this thing that I've never tried before to make it look like I usually do. <laughs> what an idiot. So I was having a bad hair day and I was feeling a little dysphoric, catching some glances of myself. If my hair looked better, I would have really been confident. But I got my headshots done with a friend and he was very encouraging and we rented a studio. I dropped a lot of cash on this, you guys. I dropped a lot of fucking money. So that's why I'm worried. I hope they turn out looking beautiful because my old headshots are four years old and I share it all the time for auditions. This redhead with a wig and a square jaw. <clears throat> and um, yeah, so I hope they look good. I, you know me, I'm going to be very hard on myself and I'm sure people will like them. But I'm probably going to fixate on my hair because it was a bad hair day. But we'll see. Work your magic, Ryan, work your magic. He's the one editing them and he photographed them and we rented a studio with like, it was really cool, very fancy. Five different sort of backdrops, five different crazy walls that you could snap and big giant windows that let in natural light, which uh, he, Ryan, my photographer was like, this is, this is worth the money, the lighting alone. So cool, but like looking hot, you guys, is so much work, especially posing in photographs. You have to, I have to, you have to crank your back. My God, by the end of the day, my lower back felt like I had been folded in half. And it's true. I was trying to fold myself backwards, push out my chest as far as I possibly could. You got to like crane your neck. You have to push your neck out. Oh boy. It was just, it's so uncomfortable. And then on top of all that, you have to smile naturally. And I was trying to do this thing where I was pursing my lips a little bit and I, he kept kind of subtly asking me not to do that and to relax my mouth, but I couldn't stop doing it for the first half an hour because I, I it's what I thought looked cute, but it, it turns out it really did not. And just, you have to like have a lazy open mouth, which while I was doing it, I felt like I just looked, I had a thousand yard stare on my face and I thought I looked boring and, and bored and dull and thoughtless. I looked like an empty-headed lunkhead, you know? And that's what you think while you're doing it, but then the pictures come out and they're okay. So you have to smize, of course, on top of that. Look at how many things you have to consider when you're getting headshots done. So much shit. And hands, what to do with your hands. But sure enough, you know, I we reserved three hours, and by the end, I was posing like a motherfucker. I was posing like Beyonce, you guys. I was posing like Shalandra Clifford. 
I was posing like one second famous models. I was posing like Kate Moss. I was posing like Gigi Hadid. I was posing like Cindy Crawford. I was posing like Giselle Bun <laughs> Bumchin. <laughs> oh man. Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid, are they related? Who are these people? They must be Instagram models. I'm an Instagram model. <laughs> I was posing like Kendall Jenner. I was posing like Cara Delevingne. I know these names. I was posing like Emily Ratajkowski. Emily Ratajkowski sounds like um, a guy in a jazz band scatting. <laughs> That's that joke. Came and went in the blink of an eye. There you go. You can use that. I don't want it. <laughs> when, oh, people are, hey, I've been getting that a bunch lately. People being like, hey, you can use this in your bit. And it's like, no, I appreciate the notion, but no, I'm good. So I'm so this is me giving back to the community. You can have that one. You can have Emily Ratatakowski. Check out the Kowski. You can have that bit. As long as you promise me you'll sell it. You have to sell it. You can't half-ass it. My bits are only for the confident. If you're not confident, get the fuck up and out of here. <clears throat> There's no fuck town. My hair is wet and my butt is cold. Um, what notes do I have? Well, yeah, I'm kind of moving around. And, uh, oh, yeah. I still have old notes from when I lived with pets. Oh, I miss Winston. That made me miss Winston all at once. I'll tell you about this moment that I had in the sex club last night. Um, I had a moment that made me actually also very sad because there was a person, there was a man there who was, who had expressed interest in me. And so I always like to give people a shot because you never know. And um, I'm trying to work on my social skills. I know that sounds really stupid. But I get so bored so easily, and I'm and I and I think I'm a selfish person. Who I'm a good I'm a good conversationalist. Don't get me wrong, but underneath it is like a simmering indifference. There is just an ever simmering indifference to everyone I meet, and I apologize for painting such a broad stroke. And don't take it personally. It's not you. It's me and. Uh, it might not even be you. I'm just going to say it's not you. It's not you. Don't worry. If we've met before and we talk, it's not you. It's everyone else. But um, I just feel this hollowness, this empty pit, this void in my soul that feels just indifferent, you know? And I'm just there helping along the conversation. And I'm asking you about your job as foreman at Peak Freen. But anyways, and this guy was clearly very socially awkward and could very likely, honestly, 
for real been neurodivergent because he had some social quirks that were like sort of tells that he maybe he was just very uncomfortable he may have been on the spectrum at the way he spoke and laughed and stuff i'm not one to judge this is me not judging this is just me uh commenting on it but but that's why i got the feeling he said that he get he goes every week and he kind of let slip that he just never has any luck and he's a lonely guy and i know that <clears throat> my pity and my sympathy my pity company is it's cheap and i shouldn't i mean it's like it's demeaning in a way that i that i indulge people out of sympathy it creates this odd power dynamic and maybe i shouldn't be irresponsible about it I think I'm responsible. I'm like I'm. I give them my ear. It just felt like he could, he needed it. He needed some pleasant conversation and attention, and and not be met with just recoiling. You know, I don't know. It just felt like, and in that moment, I felt lonely too. And it just sort of felt like a meeting of two lonely people. And everybody deserves somebody. Everybody deserves not to feel so desperately alone. And and honestly, I'm just realizing this now. Maybe it wasn't so much me being benevolent with my time and attention and me fucking hanging out with this guy out of sympathy. Maybe it was deep down, I think I just wanted to feel lonely with someone for once, you know? And um, yeah, how about that, huh? How profound is that? And we talked about Pokemon, <laughs> which is probably another uh, indicator of some kind of neurodivergency because he's he was like a big Pokemon fanatic and was all about every single generation of Pokemon. And it was hard to keep up with that part of the conversation, but I did my best. And um, and then at the end of the night, he kind of followed me around like a puppy. He like found me in the locker room while I was changing and getting ready to leave. And it was really awkward, and he was just kind of standing there in a towel <laughs> while I'm changing. Just like, yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> just doing that. And, you know, I wasn't attracted to him. So, am I wrong? I think maybe I let him on. Maybe this is the kind of stuff that leads people on and this is wrong of me and I shouldn't do it. But see, this is probably selfish of me to f want to feel lonely with someone. That's fucked. That's weird. Is that fucked? I don't know. I'm going to have to really do some deep reflecting on it. This is all coming up right now with you guys. It's therapy with it's therapy guess. And I shouldn't be doing therapy with you guys. But anyways, um, uh, I got changed and as I was leaving, I paid my bill and he found me again and he was like, Hey, can I have another hug? That was really nice. And we had a big hug. And then he whispered in my ear, he was like, and can I kiss you? And I said, no, <laughs> and I left. And so this story is kind of funny, but like bad, you know, bittersweet, you guys, it just, the hug, I, my mind was swimming. You guys, please tell me that I didn't manipulate somebody because I don't, I don't know if I did or that I, I didn't, did I use this man? Cause it was nice to chill with him and, and listen to him talk about Pokemon and, you know, uh, and to, I don't know, 
it was a really nice hug and it and it almost made me cry it was just a really nice hug and then he said can i kiss you and then i was like oh no <laughs> and just totally uh rejected him poor guy but i wasn't there was no attraction there it was more of a com just company warm company or maybe it's just a pathetic thing of mine to need to feel uh, admired. That could be it too, you know? I'm not a perfect person. I have weird uh, self-esteem issues and maybe that's how they manifest. I ought to take a look. I ought to take, I, I ought to open a peek into myself and take a poke around and have a good look because that could indicate something. Anyways... Fucking, if you didn't like that part, then good thing it was at the end of the episode, so you could have got the fuck up on that of here. Al Val talking about her loneliness. I should not have done that. I'm going to regret it. But at least we had a fun time for the first, like, half an hour. It was funny, right? It was funny. It was, come on. Come on. <laughs> it was good. Whatever. Fuck you. This is my show. I get to do what I want. <laughs> okay. Shoot me a message on social media or comment on my stuff. Let me know what you think. Please rate and review the podcast. Give it five stars and keep on listening and keep on showing me love and support. I, You know I love it and I appreciate it. I'm out here hugging, um, sympathy hugging strangers at sex clubs. You God knows I need it. Okay? Um, so yeah. Thank you for listening to podcasts. And, you know, uh, should I promote some things? I have some things to promote. Uh, Drag Heels. Drag Heels, of course. I should be promoting this every chance I get. It comes out on February 10th on Out TV, uh, which is on Apple TV, I'm sure, as well. It comes, it, it is on after Drag Race, which I think Drag Race is at not, at 8.30 or something, so we're on at 9.30. It's on after Drag Race, so on February 10th, if you're tuning into Drag Race, why not make a little bit extra of a marathon it's a half hour episode it's drag heels i'm in it it's a documentary if you like the heartfelt stuff that i talk about in podcasts then you'll also like a lot of this because it was quite a journey and it was heartfelt and you get to see um yet another dimension of the the beautiful flawed bitch that is al val you know so tune in uh, then, February 10th, and follow up on the date and time, because I can't be arsed to do that. Make sure I got that right. I'll make sure. Okay, I'll pause. I'll fucking find out. Okay, but also, uh, you can get an advanced, you can get an advanced screening if you go to um, Border to Border Entertainment on Instagram. You can meet me. You can come hang out at the screening of it. Uh, let's see. It's Border to Border Entertainment are giving away a free, it's actually, I think it's straight up just free, but if you go to Border to Border Entertainment, uh, you can get tickets to come see us and watch a screening of the first three episodes live at a theater here in Toronto on February 8th. That's two days before February 10th. Otherwise, you can catch it on February 10th. It's also going to be internationally available. So if you don't live in Canada and you don't know what OTV is, um, you can buy the season on Vimeo. You can get a Vimeo account, and it is available for streaming on Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O.com. 
on it's a, it'll be available to watch on February 10th at noon Eastern Standard Time so you can watch it before everybody else does. How about that? Huh? So check it out. Drag heels. Okay. Anyways, that was a very long promo and I should work on that. That's not very good. That was very long. And thank you for listening. And uh, be kind to yourself. Woo! That's the moral of the story, okay? So that's the note we're ending on, okay? Get the fuck up on out of here. Bye!